You are now tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can our lies. In all things, be relentless, be shameless, be truthful, be you. Welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. I am super duper excited to have you here. And I know I made big promises at the top of the year to bring you the features that your heart desires. And I don't even want to ramble on. I actually just want her to introduce herself and then we're going to have some story time. Dr. Sims. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so looking forward to having this conversation. So, um, yes, I'm Dr. Sims. I am the owner and founder of the Work Wisdom and Wellness Center. I also have a platform, a YouTube channel, Instagram page called The Arts of Being Selfish, which is all about encouraging Black women, particularly, to take care of themselves so that they can be available to take care of others. Um, I'm also a registered yoga and meditation teacher. So, all the things that involve self care and self love and just being good to yourself um, are really important to me. Oh, I guess I'm a licensed psychologist. So I think that's important for people to know too. <laughs> you, <laughs> you guess? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all see why I have her on, right? She, listen, let me tell you, first and foremost, thank you for even agreeing. So I want to give the people a little story time about how this all <laughs> even came about. Oh, so <laughs> let's rewind back, what, three years? Mm-hmm. Three years ago, we're at a house party. Yes, this was before face masks. This was before mm-hmm. Corona even impacted us. And this was when we could actually gather and be actually six inches closer, mm-hmm. rather six feet apart. So here we are at this party on the third floor of a house. And we over here singing karaoke, laughing, having a good time. I'm going to leave some other details out. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it's like that yet. Okay, wait until season four. We're going to spill tea then. Right. So we're having a good time. And I'm like, who is this beautiful woman? She is over here killing this song, dancing, having a good time. And then the party's over. And next thing I know, we get invited to a bachelorette party and she's teaching a pole class. I'm like, <laughs> look at this woman up here on this pole. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to do push-ups so I can even go near the pole. And then we have a good time. And next thing I know, she has a platform on Instagram. I'm like, wait a minute, this woman is so dynamic. And from that day, I was like, I'm going to have a moment. We're going to do an interview one day, never knowing that this day would come about. Mm-hmm. And it did. And I contacted her via um, Instagram and her um, email. And here we are, people. Here we are. She is here. We are here. We are, <laughs> we are in two different states right now, but mm-hmm. this is happening. So yes. I'm excited. <laughs> I am also excited. <laughs> okay. So first question, because the shameless community do not want to be your friend if you cannot be shameless mm-hmm. about what you got going on. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask you, what makes you shameless? Mm-mm, what makes me shameless uh-huh. so when I saw this question I was like oh this is such a deep question because I don't like to think in extremes so I'm always like I mean I probably have a little shame around some things but what makes me shameless is that in general I try to be unapologetic about who I am um, I really try to focus on ensuring that I do everything with intention and that I have a cause behind the things that I say, the things that I do, the people that I want to work with. And so for me, being shameless is about showing up authentically and showing up as who I am. 
Um, like for particularly my business is centered on black women and there are a lot of people who will try to shame you around mm-hmm. that and will try mm-hmm. to say like isn't that racist for you to be focusing solely on black women it's like well it's an inclusive <laughs> space <laughs> right but at the center the foundation of it is black women and so I have just learned to step fully into knowing myself trusting God trusting myself and being able to say no this is who I am this is the passion that um, I'm here for and I'm going to do that regardless of what other naysayers might have to say about that. You know, that is so good, right? That is so good because I think we are talked out of being our authentic Mm -hmm. self for accommodation stamps. And I feel like this topic goes hand in hand with that. And I'm I'm just so glad you even mentioned that. But I feel that I I have done we'll get into that but basically (laughs) I have created something I'm like well I only want you know this subgroup or this and it's like well what about me and it's like Mm -hmm. well well what I mean you can get it too but it Mm -hmm. you know it it almost makes you feel bad for trying to support that subgroup but first and foremost thank you for that right okay so we got a whole bunch of questions okay (laughs) we 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 are only just getting started so before we get into the rest of the questions, I really just want to introduce the topic. Yeah. So the topic of um, today's podcast is survival and the woes of self-sacrifice mm-hmm. for others. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was a thing until I found out it was a thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. I think I was on my floor crying when I found out it was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that when is, I found that out. That will do it. That will definitely do it. <laughs> And literally on my floor crying like, oh, snap, this this is a problem. Okay, so first question. When you think of self-sacrifice, how do you define it? So when I think of self-sacrifice, I define it as being so giving of yourself that it sacrifices who you are and it sacrifices your needs and you're giving up your needs to be able to give to someone else and I know that we're gonna like dive deeper into this but Mm -hmm. I think like that's really the reason that I even created the platform that I have the art of being selfish is because when you are not self-sacrificing you're considered to be selfish when Mm -hmm. you're not self-sacrificing you're considered to um not care about other people and to only be thinking of yourself and I think that's a bunch of crap because there's no way that you can actually be sacrificing to, or you can actually be giving to other people if you're not first giving to yourself. So if Mm. all I'm doing is sacrificing myself for others, if all I'm doing is giving myself away, I don't have anything left for myself. And ultimately I'm not going to have anything left to give. So self-sacrifice is harmful. It's Mm -hmm. dangerous. It's Mm -hmm. toxic. And Mm. Yes, and that's the reason why I started um I started the platform is because I wanted people to be able to see and understand the importance of not sacrificing self and the importance of being able to take care of yourself, pour into yourself, nourish right. yourself so that you can make a conscious decision about how you want to pour into other people. I absolutely love that. I have a notepad. I have (laughs) (laughs) because I am taking notes because I have been I am the daughter that's the middle child okay Mm -hmm. I'm the middle child Mm -hmm. so we're often forgotten 
highly neglected, overly rejected, even more abandoned, right? Mm -hmm. But then we have this concept, this sense of wanting to um, create family. And so what we do in those moments is we sacrifice ourselves to be the glue. And so Mm -hmm. when some... So-and-so got locked up. Oh, let me go get bail money. Oh, and bail money happens to be more that you have in your bank account. So now I have to go and rob myself to go pay somebody else. But then ultimately I can't eat dinner tonight. And then they situation, they're good. They go get locked back up again. They don't mind. Mm -hmm. And so you're constantly um, putting yourself in that cycle. And I too have struggled with that the most um, throughout I literally didn't know it was a thing, like I said, until probably three months ago, I was on the floor like, what is, what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what is this, this feeling of emptiness and people mm-hmm. are still pulling we'll, and we'll still pull and, mm-hmm. and we'll see you with nothing, with nothing and be like, let me get a little bit of that nothing over there. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. So let's roll to the next question. Um, do you believe self-sacrifice has been glorified as noble when in actuality it is toxic in itself? Absolutely. I think that the people who self-sacrifice get praised. Um, and then if we start to layer in like Christianity, you know, mm-hmm. like we're called to serve, right? Mm-hmm. We're called to um, not think of ourselves. We're called to be selfless. And mm-hmm. while in a lot of ways I agree, like I think that there is a, I believe in a component of serving and of generosity. And I believe, like I said, you can't do that if you haven't already taken the time to take care of you Mm -hmm. so one of the things one of the examples that I use is like and I think people hear this pretty commonly is when they tell you on the airplane to put your face mask on first before assisting others they're not just saying that because it's logistically appropriate they're saying that because (laughs) like literally if you don't put your mask on first, you will die. And then you can't help anybody. (laughs) And so like, (laughs) there's a point to it. And so I always tell people when they're like, Oh, that's selfish. Okay, bet. That's selfish. But like, what happens to you and to that person, if you haven't taken care of yourself first? Like, what, what is the outcome going to be? Yeah, you might be able to sustain that for a little while. But Mm -hmm. like you're saying, you're balled up on the floor crying because Mm -hmm. you're so used to giving and nobody's pouring back into you. That's not for other people to decide to do. That's a decision that you have to make for yourself. So it's glorified as noble, but it really is toxic and extremely unhelpful to be in that position. I, I 1000% agree with their analogy. And the analogy that I actually used, because um, I, I love that one, right? The analogy I use is, and it's actually Bible, it says, love your neighbor as mm. you love yourself. Hello. And I'm like, listen, if I'm not loving me, you're not going to be able to get nothing really good mm-hmm. for me either. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm over here abusing myself to mm-hmm. sacrifice for others, then that give, that's how I'm going to love you. And so I even had to put that in context because you're absolutely right. Definitely being a Christian and a believer, you will get coached into giving mm-hmm. your last meal. Mm-hmm. And, and then we'll say, I am worthy mm-hmm. of being a believer and I'm a better Christian than the next one. It's mm-hmm. like, well, actually you, 
Bro, you're about to die of starvation. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's about to happen. <laughs> but God don't take care of me. God is going to provide. So it's fine. Because right, God right. is going to provide. <laughs> <laughs> he got me. He got he, me. Pro- he provided that meal you just gave him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, that's your dinner. <laughs> so I, I think, and, and and I love that, that you were able to break that down so um, so delicately to the community because I think that's the one thing that black women struggle with the most. We are told we are the pillar. Mm -hmm. You, you are the one that has the events at your house. You let people run up your light gas water. You Mm -hmm. always let them stay at your home. You always spend thousands of dollars on Thanksgiving. And then everyone leaves your home. You're left to clean up everybody's mess. Mm -hmm. All those dishes. Somebody stole you. Watch out your bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) For what? (laughs) So, but you know, just to mention that there is a little bit of praise on the self-sacrifice person. And I, I don't, I do kind of want to touch on that a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe you can talk a little bit more about it is the person who does that. There is a sense of pride mm-hmm. in the, I'm always solving people's problems, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that is fleeting. Yep. So... Let's roll to the next question because I feel like it's about to get better. It's just getting better and better. It's like eating a Snickers. Like the first bite ain't got nothing on that fourth and fifth bite, okay? I can't. Okay, so next question. What is the most common place do you believe you see this most often, like in people's areas of life? Yeah, so definitely in relationships. And one that I see being a big place that this shows up in relationships is boundaries. Um mm we have a real hard time with setting boundaries with people and not only setting boundaries, because I think that like there's this big push and this big movement now that like mental health is kind of being um, very, what is the word that I'm trying to streamline mainstream. Mm-hmm. mainstream so absolutely. yeah, people are talking about this a lot and everybody's like, Oh, set your boundaries, set your boundaries, set your boundaries. But the part that people often leave out is that you have to hold people accountable. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah there have to be consequences to the boundaries when they violate it and so where I see this happen a lot is people will violate people's boundaries and then they won't do anything it's just like oh I feel so bad holding them accountable it's like well if you hold them accountable or if you don't hold them accountable they're going to keep doing the same things over and over Mm -hmm. again and so I see that a lot where people will say oh it's okay like I'm strong enough to deal with it so it's fine Mm. If Mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable because I know how to deal with this, whereas I don't know if they're going to be able to handle being hurt or I might hurt their feelings. And so I don't want to say this to them. And it's just like it's painstaking to watch because I see black women in particular give so much of themselves away just Mm -hmm. to appease other people and not hurt their feelings or just to like continue to be just um the kind calm don't want to be the angry black woman Mm, I see mm -hmm. there's so much of them giving themselves away when they could be asking for and um expecting so much more from people just by saying these are the things that I will not accept and allow from you and this is what happens when you can't meet that absolutely so I really want to add a little bit to that because I struggled with um, setting boundaries and mm-hmm. it wasn't that I wasn't clear on what I didn't mm-hmm. want, but the thing that you said is the most is maintaining the boundary. Mm-hmm. You got to You set the boundary, but you don't maintain it. It's kind of, and I think of driving on the highway, you see all mm-hmm. those white lines, mm-hmm. right? And so the white lines are boundaries like, mm-hmm. Hey, stay in your lane. Right. But every so often 
the roads will be shut down and people will go and restripe <laughs> the lines. And it's kind of like, I had to remind myself, um, you know, even in friendship, you know, I have a neighbor who is not African-American at all. Mm. And um, we were having some conversations and I let her know, like, hey, these are some of the boundaries that, you know, I have. And um, one of them was, it sounded kind of silly, but, you know, it was like, hey, you know, when you come to my house, just knock on my door politely. Oh, like, and that sounds like, silly. A, but, but, but she thought it, I mean, it sounded, I mean, someone telling me how to knock on their door. Right. And so for her as a non-African American, the thought is like, well, I mean, I, well, I would just go knock, you know? Um, and I, you know, and I informed her and I was like, Hey, you know, don't think, cause she had tried to come to my house and drop something off, but I heard mm-hmm. her like turn the knob yeah. and I was like, Hey, listen, no it, right <laughs> what <laughs> yes yes this literally happened I was like hey listen um and I and 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 you're absolutely right because in that moment Dr. Sims I saw myself policing myself mm. like okay Sarah when you say this mm-hmm. stay at a five mm-hmm. don't raise your eyebrows mm-hmm. don't furl your lips mm-hmm. when you be calm she ain't really do that I mean she did something but you she ain't know she ain't know yeah. so tell her so I'm coaching myself as I'm maintaining my frustrations with everything that's going on in America today and being an African-American woman Mm -hmm. in my home by myself and you're turning my knob. I kid you not, three weeks later, I said, hey, um, you're gonna bring over the, you know, the screwdriver. She said, yeah, I'll just drop it off at your door. I kid you not, she takes the back of the screwdriver and she bams on the door. I slinked, yeah. And she was like, she, again, totally unaware of Mm. I have been fully triggered just now to Mm -hmm. the thought of this being the cops at my door about to kick my stuff in Mm -hmm. I flung the door open and I said a a string of choice words Mm -hmm. string a string of them Mm -hmm. like that's the quickest way you won't get the door open Mm -hmm. I don't you ever you know like (laughs) don't ever bang at my door I said you politely knock to this day she texts when she's at the door (laughs) (laughs) well listen consequences (laughs) consequences right and the boundary was set and I had to let her know I said as an African-American woman Mm -hmm. who has seen in countless times doors being kicked open Mm -hmm. people getting shot somebody kicking in their door and then me shooting or pulling out my gun or feeling in fear I said do not ever you know and that to her sounded like a strange boundary, yeah. I'm sure. But the response, like holding, I had to hold her accountable to that. And I'm thinking this, this little bitty woman, she's not having a problem. But I'm like, you know what? No, because if I don't say anything mm-hmm. today about it, mm-hmm. next thing you know, she'll be bringing over a blender banging at my door. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, she'll be, <laughs> she'll start kicking at my, my mm-hmm. door. You know what I'm saying? So I, in that moment, like, I totally agree with you. So what are, what are some things, and I know this is kind of another question on top of the same question, okay. but when you see this happen, what do you, what is the response that most people tell you outside of, I don't think they can handle it or I can handle it. How do you coach people through to setting that boundary and then maintaining it and accountability? Well, it, it really depends on the situation, but some of the things that I really try to drive home with people first and foremost, because if their focus is so much on the other person, I try to talk about like how not having boundaries with people affects the other person. So if you don't set a boundary with someone and they are able to just do whatever it is that they want to do, generally Mm -hmm. speaking, they don't get to grow either. 
right? Like mm-hmm. setting boundaries and being able to have um, appropriate conversations and appropriate interactions with people really does benefit both parties. And so by letting a person talk to you any kind of way or letting somebody, like imagine this young lady jingling on somebody else's door who Listen. is not her friend, <laughs> right? Or bamming right. on somebody else's door who does not know her who knows what could happen to her as a result of that, right? Ab- so, absolutely. Like sometimes <laughs> it's helpful for people to think about like the ways that this person is engaging with me. If I am able to have a conversation with them about how they're showing up in the world, it could also benefit and help them as well. So that's Ab- one thing. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Another thing that I do is have people get real honest with themselves like what is it that you want what is it that you need like what are the boundaries that you want to set with people get real clear about those things and then we role play and we practice what that communication looks like what what is it that you want to say say it to me and then I'm gonna say it back to you in a way that will help it to be heard so like you Mm -hmm. said kind of thinking about are my eyebrows scrunched? And not that I think that people have to police themselves, but also there's a difference between you yelling at someone because right. they've already violated your boundaries 10 times and you right. having a conversation with someone before they even violate your boundaries. So we do a lot Absolutely. of conversations about communication. And then the other thing is just like, what is the fear? A lot of us have trauma that we've experienced mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, dysfunctional relationships within our families, toxic relationships in our families. We've never really had the opportunity to speak up for ourselves. And so really getting um, clear about what those barriers are and being able to process through those, I think those are all kind of the ways to help people really establish their boundaries. So I really want to add to that because you said something that was so key and I didn't know that I struggled with that myself as well. And um, just looking back, I had to dig deep. Like, why is it that you struggle with saying, you know, for example, starting a new job and the young lady asked me, she's like, hey, so um, are you liking the job mm-hmm. so far? And I told her, let me get back to you. What I wanted to say was no, because I feel like you down my back, right? Mm. But I remember a time when I voiced my opinions when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was a violent response. Like you, it's not mm-hmm. you're not just not only about to get cussed out, mm-hmm. you about to get drugged. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of learn how to say, how do I make my abusers or people who could potentially become abusers mm-hmm. comfortable? Well, I tell them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And, and, and live and feel completely contrary. And so this year, that's been my push. Like, no, Sarah, you're, I'm forcing myself. And so when I said, well, let me get back to you. She was like, well, you don't have an answer. I said, give me a minute to think about it and I will get back to you mm-hmm. so that I can fully formulate because this is something still new. So I can't just whiz it out. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been doing this for years. Right. <laughs> you know, like I've been doing this for years. I literally have to go I, because I'm forcing myself. I had to sit and like mm-hmm. say, how do I tell her that I do not, I'm grown. Mm-hmm. I pay grown bills. Mm-hmm. This isn't my first job. It certainly won't be my last one. And I'm not trying to retire and I need you to calm down and allow me to do the job that mm-hmm. you hired me for in a constructive mm-hmm. conversational way, you know? And I had to coach myself through that. <laughs> Absolutely. It's interesting. So um, let's roll to the next question. So um, let's see. Is it a crime to just say I'm not in the mood or that is not something that I want? 
And um, have you ever had a hard time expressing this yourself? And if so, when? And this is personal for you. Yeah, yes. And of course, <laughs> like, so as much as I tell people, so I answer the first, the last part first, as much okay. as I coach people and teach people and work through therapy around this, like, this is something that I think everybody struggles with. And I am definitely mm-hmm. not exempt from that. But I did, I put in the work, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's been a while that I haven't been able to tell somebody that I'm not in the mood or this isn't something that I want, because it's not a crime. Um, mm-hmm. It is your right. Like, if there is nothing else that you take away from this conversation, community of listeners, you have every right to express your needs. You have every right to tell someone that this is not a good time for me. No, I do not want to talk about your problems at two o'clock in the morning because I have to be at work at 8 a.m. I love mm-hmm. you, but I will call you tomorrow, right? Like, absolutely. Again, I want to be very clear because I think that a lot of times when people hear um, how passionate I am about taking care of yourself, they're like, oh, so I just need to not care about anybody else and only focus on myself. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you have to be very intentional and conscious about what your needs are and what your boundaries are so that you are not sacrificing yourself in order to take care of other people. So say, for Mm -hmm. example, your best friend does call you at two o'clock in the morning and you know that she never calls you at two o'clock in the morning. This is rare. This is an emergency. She's doing snot nose crying. I am not saying just ignore her and don't answer the phone unless you don't want to, but this is right. (laughs) But this is not to just say every time somebody calls you at two o'clock in the morning, you don't answer, but it is to say, are you in an emotionally available place where you can have a conversation and hold space for her? Or is it going to make you resentful if you answer this phone call? So there Mm. is no like black or white to these situations, but it is really important to be honest with yourself of saying, I don't have the emotional capacity and then do what you need to do to make sure you can have the emotional capacity to show up when you want to. I love that. You know who will help you with emotional capacity? You know? You know? Mm-mm. An iPhone. There's this really unique <laughs> button. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Listen, right? listen. Listen, listen. You guys, shameless community, for those who don't know, first of all, let me tell you why I still have an iPhone specifically for that button. Listen. I can still listen to music and press that moon, and it's called Do Not Disturb. Listen. And 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 then and and not feel guilty about missing twelve calls. Mm-mm, not at all. You know, because if I answer this phone call, you're not about to get nothing from mm-hmm. me because I ain't got nothing for me. You know, and so I love that. And and you're absolutely right. It is a case by case. That is a thing. But one thing I have experienced is when that case by case stops becoming the case by case. So mm-hmm. for example, the best friend that calls at two, and they're temp checking. Hmm. I just want to see if you oh you answered Hmm. well you never do that so now this is this is an add-on to our friendship Hmm. this is no longer a la carte this is a part of the mill and so every so often um because I have that friend Mm -hmm. I'm a big devotional person at six o'clock in the morning and I don't tell people this but I am up at six o'clock in the morning every morning I am I truly am (laughs) I am but I don't tell anyone because people hear that and they think I'm open for business. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm up and available to talk, but I'm not talking to anybody. I don't say my first word until about 830. Mm-hmm. But that's my time where I pray. That's my time where I write. That's my time where I like get stuff together for business. But one of my girlfriends found out mm-hmm. and because um, I was like, oh, no, no, I've been up for you know several hours. What time you got up? You know, I'm like, I get up every morning at six. Mm-hmm. 
you know, three days later, I got a phone call and I was like, maybe, you know, maybe this might be an emergency. She's like, girl, just getting off work. Um, and then unloaded mm. everything. And I was like, look, let me, let me hit you back. Two days later, she did it again. And now it's a thing mm-hmm. like legit. It's like a thing. Like, so even in that, that moment of choosing, it's like, how, how do you recommend for people who have to, who struggle with this? Like, okay, so I know this is something a person did, doesn't really do. I give them the opportunity to do it. And now they're trying to make this a routine mm-hmm. adjusting. What does that conversation look like? Oh, you go back to those boundaries, right? So I'll just use, <laughs> like, that's really what it is for me. So I'll use your situation as an example. Um, so you're talking to a friend, you find out your friend finds out that you've been up since six o'clock in the morning. You do this every day. So she's like, oh, bet I'm going to call you and open up and vent to you every morning at 6 a.m. The next time she called, I either A, would not answer, or B, I would tell her, hey, actually, 6 a.m. is my morning devotional time, so I'm actually not mm-hmm. available to talk during that time. If you want to talk and unload, I usually start talking around 8.30, but I generally have to start my work day, and so maybe we can talk a little bit later in the afternoon. <laughs> I love you you know I listen when you do a boundary check on somebody you call me in on three ways yes, and I got, I got to you. hear you I, I got to I got to y'all I got to see her in action <laughs> I got to see it because I'm sure it's such a smooth transition and, and they're able to say I appreciate and that. I still love you like it's never right. not love I love you so much and no my friends and see the thing about me though is that I'm pretty like especially in my friendships um I'm pretty Mm -hmm. clear about what my boundaries are like my friends know that my phone is on do not disturb from 9 p.m to 8 a.m every single day so I don't like it doesn't matter and I will ignore and not respond especially when I have a lot going on and they respect that like a while ago I wouldn't wake up at before noon on a Saturday and my friends knew don't call me I'm not going to answer. We're not going to talk. It's fine. Mm. So generally speaking, like I'm pretty clear around what I need. And so I don't have to have too many of those conversations. But also if I do, I love you and you know that I love you and there's no hard feelings. But also right. we're not talking at six o'clock in the morning. I have nothing not for at six. you. Mm-mm. We got, we, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> not at six. Nope. <laughs> We really can't even pray together at six. No, <laughs> I mean, we can get on the phone together and you can pray by yourself and I can pray on this side, but talking is not going to happen. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Listen, I look, I took notes y'all. Okay. I took notes. All right. So let's roll into the next question. What we got? Um, let's see. We all know there are two ways to live, either living in survival mm-hmm. or in lifestyle. Do you think it's possible to ever get out of the rat race of survival and transition into lifestyle? And if so, what do you recommend as the first step? Well, let me just say, I hope so. Like <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything that I do is around moving people. So the way that I like to phrase it is moving from surviving to thriving um, uh-huh. and that there are lifestyle changes. And so it's like shameless, quote unquote, plug for my brand is that Absolutely. it's all about how do you take these areas of wellness and these areas of self-care and transition them into a lifestyle. And so I think the first step around that is really to do an inventory of where are the areas in your life? What are the areas in your life that you feel like are you're doing well in and the areas Mm -hmm. that you're not doing so well in? Like, 
is your um, emotional health doing really good, but your physical health isn't doing really good? Do you know you need to go to a therapist and you haven't been going to a therapist and your like your religious connection is on point? Like, where are you off balance? Are you not pleased sexually? Like, what are the mm-hmm. areas that are not working well for you? And can you put more intention daily into ensuring that you're trying to thrive in all of those areas. I don't believe in perfectionism. I don't believe in overwhelming yourself with things to do and being busy. What I do believe in is investing in yourself. And so if you're constantly being intentional about the investments that you're making in your well-being, you are going to get to a place where you're thriving. The other thing that I will say that it's not necessarily a step, but it's a shift of a mindset. You have to mm. get out of the mindset that we live in a world that is a rat race. And that if you're not, if you're not running the rat race, you're not winning. Like this whole hustle, grind, sleep when you're mm-hmm. dead mentality. I don't mm. endorse any of that. So no. <laughs> if that's like, <laughs> if that is your lifestyle and that's your thing, I am not for you because I'm going to tell you to sleep. I'm going to tell you to rest. I'm going to tell you to do restorative yoga. I'm going to tell you to meditate. I'm going to tell you to slow down because that is how you get out of the rat race. And what I know to be true as a fact, because I've experienced it for myself, is the more that you rest, the more access you have to be able to do the things that you want to do. The more tired you are, the less likely you are to be able to do all of the things that you're trying to do. Listen, I don't have a follow up because (laughs) I don't have a follow up because I'm guilty. Uh (laughs) I'm guilty. Go ahead and hit the gavel. Go ahead and send me on out. I can't collect $200. Mm -hmm. I got to go directly Mm -hmm. straight to jail. But, you know, I want to add, I do want to add a bit to that because we do have listeners um, on in Atlanta. We have some in Tennessee. We got people in Uruguay. We got people in Africa. So, one thing I can say, honestly, is sometimes environment really mm-hmm. does push that hustle, 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 that Rick Ross. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That you, what every day, I'm like, not every day, like you don't, mm-hmm. like you, even God rested. Right. Hello. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, like even he rested. Mm-hmm. So every day you hustling, mm-hmm. not every day you hustling. But I think the, I think that comes from, because when you are in survival, the only thing you're thinking about is surviving mm-hmm. and survival pushes it continue. Like I literally had a conversation with my mom and she was asking me, you know, a week ago, like, what's wrong? Or, you know, you sound overwhelmed. And I said, I am like, I said, mm-hmm. I'm not in the position financially to mm-hmm. be sitting down and resting. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I felt guilty for even enjoying a movie. Mm-hmm. I felt like I'm, if I was going to watch a movie, it needed to act as white noise in the background. Mm-hmm. I needed to be shameless plug working through these mass chains Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I needed to be editing someone's podcast. I needed to be open up for contract writing, shameless plug, Mm -hmm. you know, and all all these things because I am not this guilt of, I am not allowed. Mm -hmm. I don't have the luxury to Mm -hmm. rest. Mm-mm. isn't that something that is something girl and let me just let me just say to that and this will this I know that we're going to talk about my shameless ugly truth so this is a little bit related to that I don't okay. believe in that and this right. is I am shifting so let me also just say that I am working on shifting my mindset as well because I come from 
poverty, right? Like I come from Absolutely. a background where you got to work, you got to work, you got to work to get this money. Mm-hmm. If you don't work mm-hmm. and work and work. And then not only to get this money, but just to get a little bit of money so that you can survive, mm-hmm. right? A little bit a of money. Little bit We're of not money. talking hundreds and thousands. We're nope. talking dollars and quarters. Just a little bit. Dollars and quarters. Not much. Not much. <laughs> And I'm over that. Like, I'm done with that. I'm done with that mindset. I'm done with that mentality. Because I do not believe, like, our ancestors were not slaves so that we could continue to be modern slaves, right? Like, mm, I'm done with it, mm, right? And I think that in a lot of ways, like you're talking about our environment, our environment keeps us trapped in this scarcity mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, It keeps telling us that if we're not working all the time, then we're going to lose out on something or we're going to miss out on Mm -hmm. something. And I don't believe Mm -hmm. it. Like, I believe that there's abundance and I believe that Mm -hmm. we all have access to this abundance. And I believe that we can be intentional and we can be focused on getting towards that abundance. And it does not mean that we don't sleep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me tell you, I am agreeing with you, but you guys, it's farce because guess who, <laughs> guess who will get up at 3 a.m. Girl, to do some custom no ma'am. Needs? Absolutely not. See? <laughs> no ma'am. <laughs> right. And, and, and then, and look, and let me tell you, and, and being absolutely shameless, I just want to be honest about it because I just don't want to nod and agree and say yes, indeed. Yeah. And here I am unable to sleep because who's over here up working because like you said, the scarcity mm-hmm mindset the poverty mindset and that I feel like is because I was talking to a girlfriend and she said Sarah I only do three tasks a day mm, and on, but listen let me tell you who got mad I was mm. because I'm like I feel like you have a luxury to do three mm. tasks a day I feel like if I did three tasks it would be juicing mm. it would be going to the gym and it would be sitting down and none of those made money in mm. fact that costs me money. Mm. So I'm in a deficit, right? Mm. And so, like you said, the thought process of if I am not work, 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 Rihanna, I'm going to be broke, 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 you know? Um, and to even add to that, like you said, my mom said, if you don't know how to do nothing, you will work. Mm. And that was a mentality she instilled in us at a very young age. Mm. Entrepreneur at 12, mm. working at 15, I haven't took a break, yeah. you know, just con- constantly. And so I, I think I want to throw that mentality away mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. Tomorrow morning. Please tomorrow do. morning. Please tomorrow. Do. <laughs> Not at three o'clock in the morning, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will be. Sleep- Listen, I'm going to take a book out of a page out of your book. I will be sleep at three awesome. o'clock this, t- this morning. Now, and, and keep me lifted, okay? Because you. sometimes I slide. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> in my old ways, and I'll see an email come through, mm-hmm. and I'll respond. <laughs> no, do not disturb. <laughs> do not d and d okay okay so let's roll we got um wait a minute i think that's our last question so look do you have anything you want to add with the combination of all the questions that i asked was there anything that you felt that our listeners need to hear on this here shameless podcast mm, i would just say and this is what i've been trying i've been saying every time i'm on a podcast or get to speak to anybody is my goal in life is just to see black women rest more And by rest, I don't even mean just sleep. I mean, like you were saying earlier, just sit down and do absolutely nothing and not feel guilty about it. And so Mm -hmm. if you are, and honestly, not even just Black women, but like I said, all of my work centers Black women. But if you are listening to this and you don't rest, go sit down in a corner and rest. (laughs) Like, just chill out for like 30 minutes and just see how it feels. 
and see if you can right. do that every day. <laughs> like when you said your three tasks would be juicing and then what, going to the gym and then doing nothing. Yeah. That sounds like an amazing three tasks to be able to do. <laughs> so I'm telling everybody, do that. That's what I want y'all to do. And, you know, if I had the uh, the, the, the equipment, yeah. when you said go sit down, I would have played Maceo. <laughs> you remember that Mm-mm. one? Go sit down. Yes, 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 <laughs> go yes, sit down. yes, please. That, that one. Put that on and go sit down. Put that on. <laughs> and go and go sit down somewhere. You know how the old um the old older sat parents down. and grand folks would say, sit down sat somewhere. Down. Right, sit on down. <laughs> and, 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 and sit there. Don't touch nothing. Don't what don't even look at nothing. Just sit down somewhere. The shameless, ugly truth. So the shameless, ugly truth is when we both tell a shameless truth about ourselves and how we came to it and what we plan on doing with it. Dr. Sims. So my shameless, ugly truth is, like I said earlier, similar to shifting this mindset. I'm stepping out of a scarcity mindset. I'm skipping out of um, a lack mentality and stepping fully into an abundance lifestyle. And so... One of the things I'm planning is just, I have really big dreams and really big goals to be rich and I'm Mm going to make it happen. Um, Starting this year, like I'm planning on bringing in six figures into my business. Like there's a lot of things that I want to do. And because I believe that one of the ways for me to be able to help more people is by having more money myself, right? Like it's mm-hmm. only so much I can do if I'm broke. Like, it's only so mm. much I can do. I pray for right. you. Right, listen, <laughs> I will pray for you. That is literally <laughs> all that I have to give. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Um, And so, like, I'm just being more intentional about, like, focusing on God and focusing on getting these coins. I'm trying to be where the money resides. And I'm tired of being ashamed mm. about that. Like, we think that we talk about money being being greedy about it being um selfish to talk about money and we really need to change that mindset so I'm trying to step fully into that I absolutely love it I absolutely love it so um I have one Mm -hmm. and you know on this podcast I release one every week and honey (laughs) in this in that um I find that I'm like well sis dang well what what you what this need to be the shame podcast. Mm-hmm. What are you shameless about? Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> mine is, um, so it, it always going to come with a story because that's the only <laughs> way I really know how to do it. it. It does. I'm like, all right, y'all story time. So a little bit ago, a couple of years ago, I, I was living in a house and I was sold this, the dream. Y'all. I drank the Kool-Aid and I've told y'all on the podcast before that I, listen, I, when you look in the dictionary of drink the Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. you will see my face. I will have red lips. I will probably have a red nose because at that point I am a clown oh, because <laughs> I drank the Kool-Aid. I, I drank the Kool-Aid of finish high school, mm-hmm. go to college. Mm-hmm buy a house, mm-hmm. fall in love, have you a couple of babies, mm. and then die and retire. Yeah. Retire to job and then die, right? Like that, that, but that meant happiness, mm-hmm. right? So in the process of drinking the Kool-Aid, I put my happiness on hold. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get these good degrees. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I got two of them. I'm going to get these certificates. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm in the best space, you know, mentally and emotionally. So when a guy does want to be with me, like, I'm available. Mm-hmm. I can do it. And I 
did all this stuff. And not only did I realize it did not automatically, happiness did not fall into my hands. I'm like, oh, look at that happiness right there. Um, neither did joy mm-hmm. as far in regard to the works that I had done. But what did fall was anger. Mm-hmm. And I have realized now more than ever how angry like and it's not like oh man oh no like it's like I'm good and then I'm angry about it because it's like you're one you're not even about to flex like that and and in that moment but I'm thinking of all the years of sacrifice Mm -hmm. all the years of pausing what happiness looked like for me all the things that I decided that I wasn't going to do because of the thought the the concept of if it don't yield money it don't make no sense even if it was a passion, mm-hmm. like designing things was always a passion. You know, I wanted to stage homes, but it's like, well, which, what kind of money are you going to make? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I know. I, I mean, that's just something I'm passionate about. Right. So all these things that I was passionate about, I put those on hold and I go and I drink this Kool-Aid and I look up and those passions are still there. Mm-hmm. I'm still not no closer to a hundred air. I ain't even a hundred air. Okay. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even want y'all to be confused. <laughs> Sis, sis ain't even a hundred air, let alone a thousand air. Okay, a, a sister can only dream. You talking about millionaire? I'm like thousand air. Okay, and then I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get progressive. Okay, I'm gonna be progressive. I'm gonna keep on climbing. So all of that, and you look up, and it's like the demand to still do life is still there. And all I really had left was anger because it's like, well, dang, if that's what it was gonna be, I should have went with what I wanted to do. You know, and so that's my um, shameless, ugly truth. And I do find that to be ugly because I do um, I do show up and I am genuinely a happy person to just have air in my Mm -hmm. lungs to be able to live life. And I tell myself every day, every day you get up, that means you still have a goal. You still Mm -hmm. have a purpose and focusing on shifting that, doing the things that I enjoy. That was the whole mindset behind the mass chains. No, I'm not profiting off of a pandemic, um, but it does promote I identity individuality mm-hmm. fashion and safety at the same time something that I believe in 100% so that was the whole process around that and it, it came as odd you know I've had girlfriends say but why that mm-hmm. like don't you got a degree in psychology mm-hmm. and a bachelor's in English and it's like well yeah but you got to also understand I kind of chose those things because it said it was mm-hmm. gonna yield a check mm-hmm. bank account said it ain't yield nothing <laughs> not nothing Y'all come get these degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can have them back. You know, you. you can come have them back and I'll take the interest on those mm-hmm. loans there. Yeah. And you know, you go put that in my bank Listen, account. That's what you, you go be do. rich for Listen. real. And then I'm rich, rich. <laughs> I'm a billionaire. Basically. A billionaire. <laughs> so that is mine. And what I plan on doing with that is um, absolutely being shameless about mm-hmm. why I do the things that I do. Mm-hmm. Being shameless about the fact that it's not wasted time and that anything can grow from it and no experience, no trial, no tribulation is ever wasted. Mm-hmm. And then just continuing to push forward. So that's that. Perfect. I love that. All right. You love I it? I love it. I appreciate it. I Listen, just invite me on the yacht. <laughs> I got you, girl. We all going. <laughs> okay. That's the thing. We're all going. I'm doing this for everybody. Right for, for, for everybody. Yeah. This for this for all mm-hmm. us: aunties, uncles, mm-hmm. cousins, brothers, hey, sisters. Hey. The shameless community. We, we out. We out. <laughs>
this is when we name our woman of the week. The woman of the week is either winning in parenthood, singleness, marriage, entrepreneurship, business, workplace, or just being absolutely unapologetically themselves. And so Dr. Sims, it's only fair that you present the woman of the week. Oh, well, thank you. So I was torn about who because I think that um it's really important to celebrate like regular regular people but mm-hmm. this week so we're recording this I know it's going to release a little bit later but we're recording this the week of the inauguration absolutely and I just I've had conversations with clients who just have talked about being so uplifted by being seen with mm. um, my soror Kamala being yes, <laughs> being, yes, um, inaugurated as the first woman of color vice president, the first woman vice president, and I just would be remiss if I did not acknowledge like how dope and amazing it is to see her in this position. Like I tell people all the time, regardless of how you feel about her politics, about her past, about her career, like whatever, that's not, I'm not going to argue and debate that. But to sit there and see little black girls, little girls of color looking up at Mm -hmm. the TV screen and being like, whoa, wow, like that could be Mm -hmm. me one day. I could possibly be president one day. Like that is so moving and so powerful to me. And so I just, to me, Sora Kamala really like embodies what it means for women to show up and we have to show up not just for ourselves like I want y'all to show up for yourselves but also for the little black and brown girls that are looking at you and seeing your moves too that's I feel like if I add anything, <laughs> it's going to take away something. But our previous um, woman of the week last week was Stacey mm, Abrams. Yes. And, you know, we we talked about the fact that, you know, this woman did it without a title. Mm, okay. Like, y- you know, and here I am, like, where my money at? <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she's doing it without a title. You know, she's doing it, you know, without a job. Mm-hmm. She's doing it without a salary. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then like you said, with Kamala, Sarah Kamala, you said that, okay? <laughs> she she did it despite the backlash, mm-hmm. even when a lot of it came from African American mm-hmm. men. Her arm that won't list. Can we mm-hmm. a whole another whole, whole another episode, episode, girl? Whole another episode because your aunt will drag you. Okay, okay? she will drag. She, okay, after you pay for her dinner, but <laughs> another whole another episode. But I thought it was beautiful that she did not change mm-hmm. one bit mm-hmm. to accommodate mm-hmm. for a seat yep. at the table. Yep. And it was, it was powerful to me because it goes back to the self-sacrifice, mm-hmm. the whole, you know, it goes back to the, the shameless, the whole shameless concept that when you are being your authentic self, mm-hmm. your seat is already there. The seat doesn't appear. If you, you know, I say the saying, I'm like, if, if you are trying to be me and I'm trying to be me, who's going to be you? Mm-hmm. You know, and as long as I'm being me, then my seat's going to be there. And as long as you're being you, your seat's going to be there because somebody is called to what you're doing and someone's called to what I'm doing. Think of the people who suffer because you don't show up for mm-hmm. yourself. That's a word. You know, it's a word. So I thought that was amazing. I listened to plenty of her. Um, you know, she did one with, it was a rapper who said something really 
crazy about her. And she went on and did, um, you know, an interview with him and they discussed the not black enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And we in the community of African-Americans can be unforgiving, but she stood up there and did her interview and she did phenomenal. So I, um, what's the word that you use? I endorse that woman of the week. (laughs) (laughs) I endorse that. Okay. So look, I did not tell you I wanted you to do this, okay. but I want you at look. Yes, <laughs> I want you to sign off on the Sincerely Shameless podcast. Okay. I want to hear. How do I sign off? I, I get creative. Oh gosh. Um, okay. <laughs> well. Oh, you put me on the spot, Sarah. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is Dr. Sims, and I am signing off as super shameless super shameless okay so look <laughs> so look i'm gonna give i'm gonna let you do another because but, but, <laughs> there's a voice that you got to do there's a voice you have to do okay. and i'm gonna show you how to do the voice but before we go into the voice excellent okay so this is a sign off <clears throat> this is how you sign it. you ready yeah. all right guys you've been tuning in to the sincerely shameless podcast i am dr sims sarah J over and out something like that but you got to oh, drop the wow. voice it has to sound deep oh yeah gosh. it's work I, I know i don't know that i know that voice okay <laughs> you got it <laughs> <laughs> the community is waiting <laughs> okay <clears throat> so y'all have been listening to the sincerely shameless podcast i'm dr sims and this is sarah signing off all right, guys, y'all be blessed. <laughs> that was actually really good. I'm proud of you. Good. Well, thank you. Because, girl, what? <laughs> I did not do sexy voices. You guys have heard some amazing content from Dr. Sims. Um, she is a phenomenal woman, absolutely shameless, and all the things that she shows up to do. And if she is not, she circled back and she has that conversation, as you have heard. <laughs> so, Dr. Sims, where can the Shameless community find you? Oh, that is such a great question. So mm. on Instagram, it is at B-E underscore self underscore ish, I-S-H. That is also, um, I'm on Twitter, but let me not lie to y'all. Don't know that we have no Twitter, but if you want to follow, sure. <laughs> I'll take some new followers. But also the main place is um, YouTube and the channel is The Art of Being Self-ish. They wouldn't let me put mm-hmm. a hyphen in the um the website the url so if you just type in selfish it'll pop up but also if you go to the ig page it is a link on there and i'm on facebook at the art of being selfish thank you so much for tuning into the sincerely shameless podcast where our truths hurt but so can lies and all things relentless shameless truthful we are becoming if you would like to feature yourself for the woman of the week, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter your information in the contact form. If you would like to announce one of your ugly truths, and of course it's anonymous, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter that information in the contact form. Also, if you'd like to hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook, please be sure to visit she so with two O's shameless. See you next week.